Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Oh, I got a live one here. Hello and welcome to an episode of uh, Spears and Steinberg. I'm Andy Steinberg. I'm so scared. <laughs> I can feel your presence. I know you're watching. I know you're listening. I'm Mary Spears. <laughs> Welcome, all listener and listeners, to the Spears and Steinberg podcast, baby. What's happening, niggas? We're growing. Our podcast is growing. Is it really growing? Dude, we are getting new listeners every day. Seriously, you're not just telling me that to, to nah. brighten up my Christmas spirit. Now nah, we're actually since growing. I'm living with the heart of the Grinch. And Scrooge tied into one. Nah, man. We're uh, really growing? Yeah, that, uh, being on, uh, big shout out to Adam Ray and uh, Brad Williams on the About Last Night podcast. Got us. Do we thank all the podcasts that we've been on? Uh, that one really helped us out a lot. Uh, uh, we are, I, I know that we have uh, already thanked uh, Greg Fitzsimmons. For yes, and, Mad Dog. someone mentioned that to me and, uh, here in Toledo, that they heard us on Greg and liked us. Yeah, and I really, uh, big shout out to Greg. I mean, I really do like Greg. And, uh, you know, uh, we were on The Fighter and the Kid. Yeah, and even though that wasn't kind to us, uh, even if we gained one new loyal listener, it was worth all that snot and mucus to get the book out. Well... We just tapped into someone else's uh, fan base. That's all. Yeah, but you told you, you the goal is to tap in, and hopefully they tap into ours because they like yeah. us tapping into them. Yeah, but that that one was uh, that one. There was more verbal against than for us. You can't win them all, folks. Can't you? Cannot win them all. What, what was uh who who was that? Was Richard Pryor? Or was it you? You can fool some of the people some of the time, and the rest can fuck off. Who said that? It's either Richard Pryor. It's somebody. Some. That's a great comic quote that belongs on a T-shirt. <laughs> Speaking of which, you got your T-shirts. Yeah, I do. I do. But before we dive into that, uh, Merry Christmas, right? Oh uh, yeah, because it's coming up in a couple of days. Yeah, um, this is the this is the end of the year, man. This is it, right? This is the last. Is this the last podcast before? We, no, I don't. I don't know if we're gonna do a. I think we might take a week off. What do you think? You want a week uh, off? You know what would be great if all you guys that are really loyal listeners could, this is where the power of you comes in. Send us some emails and let us know what you think we should do for an episode. This, we're going to give you, the fans, a chance to vote like they do on those TV shows where you can, can control the outcome of the, of the cast. Um, should we put together another best of? And if so, what are your best ones? I'd like to know that anyway. Fuck, whether we do it or not. I'd like to know what your favorites have been so far so that we can build upon that and know which direction we should continue to go in or what we should stay away from and all that good shit. Um, and then on on, uh, on Instagram or Twitter, you can hit us up about guests you would like us to have on the show, but make sure that you tag them so that they know 
that you want them on our show because that way they see that and it's not like us just calling them out of the blind. Right. Um, so, yeah, all that shit. Or then, you know, maybe between now and then, uh, I don't want to lie to myself and say I can try and come to Phoenix. Well, I can try to come up to L.A., but the thing is we're going to be busy because it's the end of the year wrap-up and right. family and all that kind of well, shit. I ain't got no wrap-up family. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah you're trying to wrap shit. it up. You're trying to wrap it up. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be bah humbug, nigga. I'm spending Christmas with my uh, my brother and his Caucasian wife. Uh, so I'm a, you know, I'm a, this, I, I, I never spent Christmas with white folks and, you know, only niggas representing his side is me. So it's going to be him, me and, you know, uh, the rest of the, uh, I'm trying to think of a really white family, like TV family. I won't say the Waltons or some shit, but it's just going to be me and a lot of Caucasians with my brother. So we're going to be eating a lot of, you know, unsalted meats and unflavored foods uh, which is bullshit anyway. White people, I know you guys season your shit. Um, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, I'm, I have to go to Tucson, so I'm gonna be doing it with white folks and Mexicans. That even sounds more interesting because I ain't never had a Mexican Christmas. Dude, what does that consist of? Is well, it, 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 is it, it food with adobo and Mexican spices. My mom isn't it? an adobo. She's she's uh, we we do more Sonoran style Mexican food, which is uh, considered adobo. That's more Puerto Rican. No, adobo is, is, can be. It, it's more gourmet style. All right. It's it's made with uh, twenty one different spices, I think. Right. But we uh, we're more uh, Sonoran Mexican. Which and listen, is, it's peasant let me, food. Let me, let me peasant stop food. this because I know I know someone might be listening in particular. I love my kids, man. Jordan, Jada. I know y'all not gonna hear this, but despite what your mother tells you, I do love you. And maybe one day, uh, when I can get in your ear, we can set things straight. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna miss my kids, man. I'm not. I, I can't even get my kids gifts, dude. You know, I can't. I can't. I couldn't even tell my son happy birthday. My son's birthday was on Wednesday, the 19th, and I couldn't even tell him happy birthday, dog. I'm, I'm, you couldn't send him a card or anything. I'm not allowed to do shit. You know, what I mean, that's when my Christmas spirit is in the fucking dumpster. So what you're saying is, at the moment that you split up, and then someone does the moment I was thrown out of my house. Okay, you are not allowed to even have contact with your kids. No. Not even supervised contact, unless you go to the court. I mean, now we could arrange it where because you I had to go to court. Him. Yeah, we had to go to court. But the day of court was my son's birthday, and he was there. I couldn't even. I, I wanted to yell out "Happy birthday, Jay!" Couldn't even do it. Tongue was on lockdown, nigga. Wow. You know what I mean, shit is rough, brother. Yeah, that shows where the power's at, though. I always feel like somebody's watching me. Well, uh, this is going to be an interesting uh, Christmas for it's you. Gonna be a ter- it's going to be a whack Christmas for me. But I, I surrendered Christmas a long time ago because I, I, I'm, I'm not one of those adults that have seized Christmas from who it belongs to. Come on, man. I, I, you know, come on. Adults, grow up, man. You know, adults get mad when you don't get them gifts or gifts they don't like. <laughs> you know, this is not for us. This is for the kids, man. Christmas is kids' Super Bowl. If you're a grown-ass man, your time is during the Super Bowl or the NBA Finals or the World Series or whatever the fuck sporting event you like. That is your Christmas. That is your Halloween. Leave Halloween, and now adults have seized Halloween trying to fucking get dressed up and go to parties. Motherfuckers just be looking for reasons to drink. You know, be like me. <laughs> Don't we drink for a holiday. Drink just because. It's a lifestyle. It was a lifestyle for me. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So give the kids back their shit, man. Halloween and Christmas belongs to the children, to the children, not you fucking adults. I, I don't give a fuck. I, and I'm when I say I don't give a fuck, I'm not one of them people say, yeah, man, you ain't got to give me nothing. And then when you don't give me nothing, I get an attitude. You really, I really don't want anything. I, I just a peace. Dude, I gave you the best gift last year. What did you give me? Took you three months before you even figured out it was a good gift. What was it? You don't remember what it is? I can't remember yesterday. Dude, I gave you that uh, portable waterproof speaker. Is that the one I still use to this day? Uh-huh. Motherfucker, I'm loving it. Yeah. If it was, if it wasn't, if if it wasn't weird, I'd run my fingers through your whiskers no, like a that, man runs his fingers through a woman's hair. Well, talking, I know it would be weird. You're talking about we long hair in a hotel room. Yeah, since and since you're talking about hair, what, what, what's going on with you right now? This, you've been around me too long. <laughs> you know bad nigga hair. 
motherfucker. <laughs> You've been around me. Yo, yo, that shit felt weird. I felt like one of my family was talking to me. Like my mom or something. What, what's wrong with your head? This motherfucker really just checked me about my goddamn dome, nigga. Uh, you let it go a little bit. That's hilarious. Nah, it's just I ain't been in the shower so I, and I ain't had a chance to become Cuban yet. When okay. I get my shit cut, it's, it's real It's real afro. It's real black. But once I get my shit wet, fresh off a cut, I turn it into fucking... Uh, what's my man from Rick Ricardo, nigga? Luchi, I'm home. I turned Cuban. I look Dominican, nigga. Did you make me cry? I'm, I'm like tearing up, actually. That was funny. I'm telling you, I'm not fucking around. When my barber cuts my hair, my shit is straight 70s, not crazy, but not quite 80s afro. I get that shit wet. I am straight Papa de Cruz, nigga. I am straight. I can't remember no Hispanics name. I'm Luis Guzman, nigga. Uh, my shit is straight poppy, nigga. Dude, I like Ricky Ricardo, though. That's the best one. Yeah. Because I grew up with Lucia Ball and Ricky Ricardo. Yeah, so. Uh, and you, the way you looked at me, too. <laughs> God damn. I never, I never had 2.0 seconds of, oh, what the fuck? You made me uncomfortable as shit. You make me about to go check myself. Let me go find my Yankee cap, put my hat on. How dare you? Uh, uh, yeah, if you guys have never been uh, around Aries uh, when he's just uh, not on a show and he's just in the wild of life. In the wild? In the wild of life. Yo, you got one more motherfucking <laughs> crazy shit to say to me, nigga. nigga. I swear to God, we're going to move this motherfucking table. <laughs> And something about to fly off somebody. No, but Your yarmulke about to fly off or you're going to make my socks come off, nigga. You are a fan of sweatpants. That's all I was going to say. I'm a fan of being comfortable. Nigga, let me tell you something. When you came and dropped off that half, what was it, a half it was, braised? It was a uh, uh, braised short rib and, gr- and grilled cheese, cheese, grilled sa- cheese sandwich. Uh, when you knocked on, you, you, first of all, we stand in the same hotel, same floor. He's about six doors down from me. And he was like, yo, I'm about to bring you something. Motherfucker said it hot too, like it was some serious shit. I'm about to bring you something. Like, nigga, who'd you shoot? Give me the gun. But uh, next thing I know, I'm thinking five minutes. But this motherfucker really meant I'm about to bring you something. Nigga knocked on my door 86 seconds later. <laughs> you know, I had to put clothes on, nigga. I was on my back, nigga, nut hairs loose out. I was in the elevator when I called you. I had that sandwich, and the sandwich was really good. I could only eat half. I could have right. ate the other half, but I would have felt like shit. Right. So I was like, oh, you know what? I'll, I'll have this tonight. And well, then I, I was like, it won't be good tonight. Right. I'll give it to Aries. Well, I'm glad you gave it to me, but you know, you, when you say sweats, I'm getting to being comfortable. If, when I'm alone, nigga, my nut is loose. And when it's warm, ain't nothing, ain't no feeling like getting out the shower butt naked. With a little bit of water still left on you, and with your legs spread eagle, nigga, and that AC hit them balls. <laughs> oh, nigga. <laughs> That's why when we come to do the podcast, I look for the chair that you're least likely to have sat on. Oh, nigga, I've sat on everything. <laughs> ain't nothing in here my ass ain't touched. That TV's got my ass prints on it. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> this is. Merry uh, Christmas. Uh, yeah. Um, this should be titled The Christmas Episode. By part the way. of. <laughs> Um. So, do you care about that shit? Gifts and all that? You care? No, you know, actually, this year's been really frustrating uh, as far as, like, just... I don't know if I'm just getting older, but I was like, you know, this is just a, a made-up holiday so that we exchange gifts to make the economy take a jump. That's what it seems like to That's me. a real deep leap into technicality. It, but, you know, I still do it. I, I wanted to get everybody... I got, I, got, I got my mom a cool gift. I really did this year. I really put some thought into it. And, and I was trying to get something for my girl. And I'm just like... Mm. We take care... Like That's what I love about my relationship with, with, with Tara is that we take care of each other. Like, if we want something, we, get, we, we take care of each other. Would we you be Christmas. mad or find it inappropriate if I got Tara lingerie? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but I would be interested to see what lingerie you'd pick out for at the same time. <laughs> we should exchange uh, girlfriend lingerie gifts. Yeah, give this. You give, you give me. You get something for mine. I get something for yours. And we see which way that goes. Uh, no, that would that would be kind of that would be weird, but it would be interesting. You know what? I I, I love um, the the because again, I go through so many ranges of emotions, but I'm really a sappy dude at heart. I like the, uh, what's the right word I'm looking for? Not festive, but festive. I like the, 
festivity of it all. Like when we were in San Francisco, like the lights and the busyness of yeah. the streets and the people and shopping the, and yeah. people shopping. And depending on where you at, like Frisco's a great place, New York is a great place, city like atmospheres. Um and one of my favorite places, which I always said, Seattle, when we did the one in Bellevue. Yeah. Um just that area, that hotel, yeah. If I could have a condo out there, I just like there's something about this the spirit of it all. It's where people walk. You're right. And and it, and it's and it feels good when you have when you're in that place of love because it, it, it all goes together. It all culminates the love, the, the colors, the the rhythms, and uh, I, I can't wait to get back to that place because it's a great place to be in when you want to shop for somebody and you want to fucking you know be in that spirit. You know, drink some eggnog, have a drink, chill near the fireplace. You know, spike the eggnog uh, consensually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Everything comes with an addendum. Yeah, though. man. And just, can I spike your eggnog for you, anime? Uh, just, you know, shit like that. I'm, I'm a sucker for all that shit. I'm just, you know, right now I'm having my fucking soul ripped out. But I don't want to bring the podcast, podcast down with all that shit because y'all know my story. So, okay, but so during regular Christmas years, and your kids are there. Uh, are you into Christmas then? Do you are you? Yeah, but the, again, the joy is for the children. For the children, seeing them open all the expensive shit that I bought, you know, and just saying thank you, Daddy, for having the world put his dick in your ass so you can, <laughs> so you can get me all this great shit. shit. <laughs> thank uh, you. I just want. That's what I ultimately want. There's a lot of thank you, daddies. Whether it's my kids, thank you, Daddy, or it's my bitch, thank you, Daddy. Just just a lot of thank you, daddies. Oh, shit. I think my headphones just... Oh, okay. My headphones gave me the warning. I need to charge these shits. Um, all right. So it's going to be it's gonna be you, your it's sweatpants. It's going to be me, my sweatpants, my brother, and, and, her, and his white wife and her white family. You could come down and do Mexican uh, Christmas with my, with my family. Dude, I swear to God, if you lived like an hour away, I would be there. Yeah. But you in Phoenix, motherfucker. Did, and, and, but my mom says the same thing to him. We're going to cook something that's not pork. My mom is like... She makes pork everything. God, I love her already. And I'm, I'm like, so every time I come down there, she goes, oh, well, do you want to run to the store and pick something up and we'll make it? I'm like, no, I want you to make something right. that tasted good because it's been cooking right. all day. Well, see, the smells of that? Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. But she makes, so so it's usually some, she tries to slide some pork in me. Some, she slide, tries to slide, slide some, some pork in you. Pork. Oh, Jesus. Food-wise. Well, nigga, say she tries to feed me pork. She tries to feed me pork. Use feed. Yeah, feed. okay. Don't say put pork in you. Okay. Damn, nigga, let's take a break. <laughs> Talking about my mom, dude. I think I you know should know that. what it is. I know that, nigga, but that just sounded so... It should know what it is. Ooh, let's have five seconds of silence. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, and, I've, and I've received more emails than I've ever received before. I think in one, in one, in one of the last... 48 hours, man. I got like four fucking emails from people. Uh, so, yeah, they're listening, and, and now they're even more responding, which is what we like. Uh, I really want y'all to get insane with it. Like, come on, man. Don't, don't. Ladies, guys, whatever you're fucking. I tell you what, I'll give you a homework assignment. <laughs> Email me some of the weirdest shit you've ever dreamt of, or some of the sick as shit or whatever turns you on sexually that's or any weird stories give me something give us some ingredients to put in a chili bowl nigga so we can spice this shit up for y'all and serve it to you hot i think we've been more conversational and that's why people are sending more shit nah, I, I, you know i think people are apprehensive sometimes because they get so fucking nervous about what to say and they freeze up you know, the funniest shit is whenever people ask, yo, man, can I get a picture with you? And they want to do the selfie, and their hands are shaking like a motherfucker. <laughs> just like, relax, baby. Relax. That's what's weird about out here, and I said that last night. It's like getting a suppository put in you. But in Don't Tol- clench up your toes. <laughs> but in Toledo, there's, there's no famous people in Toledo. Right. So, like, I mean, when they meet you, it's a big deal. We, we had some people that were overly aggressively happy about meeting Aries last night after oh, the you show. Oh, you talking about uh, Top Dollar? 
Yeah, well, just anybody. Just about t- oh, top dollar last night. That was that was at the show. Yes, though, uh, you know, nigga he claimed to be a pimp, but he just was a nigga out of Detroit. Everything he had on was red. The hat, the socks, the the the, the shirt, the tie, the socks, the shoes. And I and we talked about this a little bit after we left and we headed to Bar Louis. It goes back to Chris Rock's joke. I love black people. I hate niggas. And I really wish. And I know there's you got such a good soul. And I know I said this somewhere in the podcast that if slavery was here, you'd help free niggas. But I wish you would understand the difference like between black people and niggas. There really is one. There really is one. And him and his top dollar, his bitch, was this black chick with just clearly a head full of weave, blonde hair. I wish black women would stop, especially the darker the black woman is, stop putting long fucking yellow weave, blonde hair and white colored hair. Bitch, be yourself. Have some Erica Badu. More, I think more of our black women rock the Erica Badu. I ain't saying you got to be bald. I ain't saying your shit got to be nappy, but be natural. It's fucking weaves and shit and this long, luxurious shit that ain't yours. And shit's bitch had on a red outfit to match his red outfit. And I swear to God, her shit looked like uh, Chinese wallpaper. Like it was just it, the pattern. It looked like Chinese restaurant wallpaper. And, and she said, we get noticed everywhere. Yes, bitch, you do, but not for the right reasons. You two niggas look hysterical. Is she the one that said Toledo? She couldn't even pronounce Toledo. She said Tolina. Black people, man, fucking gotta pick up a book, nigga. I'm not even gonna comment. I have nothing. Because I have nothing. No, man, I just have nothing to say. Listen, the day I think what I'm gonna say is funnier. Mm-hmm. Then whatever the the negative part of what I'm saying, right? Then I'll say it. But if it's not funnier, then it's then it's not worth saying. One girl wrote in an email. She loves hearing you stumble through race shit. Well, and, it's a fucking dangerous thing for me to talk about on. Uh, yeah, on I know podcast. it's a dangerous thing, but eventually you have to approach it with the same confidence you approach asking me about my hair. <laughs> <laughs> I know you. Well, you nigga know race. These people don't know me. It don't fuck them. They're knowing you now. Yeah. No, you're right. You apprehensive cocksucker. Uh, I'm trying to find this one thing because I've been really chatting heavily with motherfuckers on Instagram. Uh, I got this one dude who, I, dude, I, as I'm discovering this social media shit, all the shit you can do is just fucking mind blowing, man. God, I, I don't, I don't want to take up time and have dead space looking for this dude shit. But we, he and I really had a good conversation. He's a wannabe comedian. I'm going to see if I can get to the gist of it. Um, you know, he, he he wants to be a comic. He was confused as to whether or not he should quit his job. A lot of his family members were saying he shouldn't do it. He got a lot of backlash, a lot of hate. Uh, and But he felt in his soul that this was something he really wanted to do. But he was just scared. Like, yo, do I quit my job? Do I give up certain things? And, and how do I do it? And I'm, I'm scared and I'm nervous. Uh shit like that and uh you know I, I basically said to him hey man let that shit go you can't win the game by sitting on the bench you got to get off the fucking bench you know what i'm saying but where you whatever sacrifices you need to make you got to make them because if you're serious about doing it and it's really in your heart and soul that's what you got to do well, how period long, how long has story. he been doing comedy though um he he just started you know, he he just started. You don't have to. You don't have to quit your job if you just started, though. Well, I'm not. I don't mean ultimately. You know, just up and quit your job. But if you're serious about it, and and you're talking about this as a career, whatever sacrifices you got to make, you got to make them. Yeah. So so maybe if quitting your job, like an an example of, you can't say you seriously trying to make it and stand up and you work and you live in El Paso, Texas. No, but you can get a good start in El Paso, Texas. Okay, and a good start should be no more than six months to a year. Yeah. After that, it's time to jump in the pool. Well, Otherwise, I, you're just wasting your time. But I had another comic. His theory was uh, stay in the town that you are coming up in until you're so good that no matter what room you walk into, even if it's a book show or if it's a you know a weekend, that they want to put you up. They'll put you up as a guest set. They'll put you up on this. Whatever it is. That how do you know you're so good if you're staying in one place? No, for that town because what, what fuck that town? That town ain't where you where you no, get good. But what happens is when you go when you leave to go to L.A. or to New York or basically those are the two, uh, you have to start over. 
You, you, I mean, okay, you, you come uh, up faster, right, but right. you still have to start over. Okay, Charles Barkley once said something on NBA uh, court, court my show. What was it? I, I love um, inside the M- no, no, oh, on, oh. On, the, on the on the it comes on the NBA channel. Oh, open court. Oh, okay, and he goes, no matter how good you are in the beginning at that level, once you get to that next level, you starting over. Right. So if you the baddest player in high school, that was high school. College, high school don't mean shit. If you was the baddest player in college, once you get to the pros, it don't matter how good you was in college. The pro is the ultimate level. So if we're talking about the ultimate level, yes, you stay in your hometown for a little bit. But ultimately, the professional level is New York and L.A. And you also increase your chances of other factors. You can get as good as you want to get in whatever other, other city you live in. But none of those cities will have give you access to clubs where you can be seen by people that count. That is correct. Where you can perform on the same stages as a Whitney Cummings, as a Chris D'Elia, and guys who have credits, which also sharpens you. And you have to bring your A game. You're also in a place that offers movies and television. So, yes, you can stay in your town, but not too long. No, and I agree. The only thing about staying and, in the and, town. And I'm sorry not to cut you off, but also once you get to a place like L.A. or California, because you are sharing the stages with top-notch motherfuckers, it, you, you have to sharpen up your skills so much that now you're ready to be a road comic. You can sell some tickets and, 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 and uh, headline, and that really is where you get good because now you're traveling. Right. And now you're seeing you know, other parts of the game. The thing though, that happens in smaller towns is you can get more stage time than you will when you enter a a major market like New York or LA. So you can get better. You can get good for your town quicker in that town. When you go back out to LA or New York, you can't get as much stage time because you're competing with better people. Right. But that is what makes you better too. So the, your point is correct. You you, right. can't, you can't stay in your town too long. I, I agree with that. Right. I've stayed in Arizona too long, but I had a different agenda. I had to do my kids first. Right. So now that they're grown, that's why I'm moving. Yeah, man. Uh, so so there that is. Um, yeah, but you got you guys do you know, and you should give them your email again. Just a, who right, that right, guy? No, no, right now on on the podcast. Oh, Aerie, email me Aries Spears forty five at Hotmail, and I'm Andy. Well, I'm funny happens at gmail dot com is the one that I'll use. Funny happens at gmail dot com. Uh, if you want to send me anything, I give. Yeah, I, I, listen, I man, pursue your dreams, man. Uh, I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Fuck the haters. Um, pursue your dreams, man. I, I think it's sad when people live a life and we all have dreams and maybe, I don't know, maybe some, and I'm not saying it's got to be, you know, something in entertainment or, or, or any kind of field of entertainment, pro sports, whatever. You might want to be the baddest motherfucking carpenter in the world, but whatever your dream, go for it. Cause there's nothing worse, man, than, than living a regular mundane life and where you just trap something, something you don't want to be. And you just sitting at your cubicle or whatever job you don't like and you're thinking about where you'd like to be. And again, I think most people don't pursue their dreams either because they don't know how or they're just scared. Um, and, but but you got to do it. Like, I, I listen, I, you know, I do that joke about being in Cleveland, one of my least favorite cities, and how ugly the women are. Uh, and I, you know, for the sake of the joke, I'm here in Toledo complimenting these bitches but they 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 rough too nigga they, it, it, Cleveland ain't that far from here this whole Ohio area is just battered um, so I lie and give them the compliment I need to give them so I can do the joke and you know I can't do it in Cleveland cause that's like taking a big piss in the soup you about to eat <laughs> but um, I was just standing outside yesterday and I was just like, and listen, man, I know I'm, I'm trying to be a little funny here. And if you're from Ohio, I'm not trying to piss you off and insult you. But this, I'm just being honest about how my mind works. But I'm, again, I'm, I'm looking at this place and I'm soaking it in. And it's just from the people to the women. I'm just going, the Midwest is where you live 
when you've decided after high school, I'm just going to do the family business and live life out till I die. Get a wife, get all the, 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 the standard shit. Get a wife, get family, get a house, get a car, get a job. And f- if I'm lucky, maybe from time to time, I'll take a vacation to Florida, go to Disneyland, or go to Miami, or go to New York, go see New York. And that's going to be a lot for me to do. That's me saving up. If that is your, and God bless you. Hey, everybody, I, everybody's not cut out to want to explore. But but I just, I go, dude, and I say this in my stand-up. When I do the, when I do the, uh, the bread joke about pussy and compared to bread. I'm like, I'm from New York City. One of the most famous cities. The city is as famous as Denzel or any big time celebrity. People go there and they stare up at the buildings and take pictures of buildings. New York is a fucking A-list Brad Pitt. I'm from that. I live in LA. Hollywood, glitz, glamour. Fucking expensive cars, Rodeo Drive, Beverly Hills, plastic surgery, fake titties, movie stars, fast cars. Earthquakes, fires. Okay. Uh, you know, sometimes you got to take a beating to get what you need. But I live there, and I've been to Miami, a.k.a. Mi Mami, where if you got any taste for Spanish hoes, God damn. <laughs> South Beach, nigga. So I look at this shit and go, if I really had to live in Toledo, Ohio, any of the Ohio's cities, Cleveland, Columbus, whatever, Dayton, if I had to live in the Midwest or the South, I would brush my teeth with dynamite, nigga. Dude, I admire those people. I admire the people that... I wish that that's all I needed. I wish that my two kids and my wife and my house. And that okay, but fine, have that. But in Miami, yeah, but or New York, I understand what you're or saying. L.A. You don't admire those people that you know they have a boat. They go out on the weekends. They're all about their family. They coach little league, all that shit. That's I wish that was my mindset. I wish that's how I. I wish that's how I lived. But out, but here though, I don't care where. I'm just saying. I wish oh. that I was more of that. I wish that I didn't want the things that I want. I wish that I could wear a Christmas sweater and drink unspiked eggnog and stand around the fireplace with my family and we all sing Christmas carols together and then take a selfie. But I'm more inclined to spike my eggnog to want a bitch who ain't my woman to undress and put on a Christmas sweater with no drawers and some heels and kiss my kids and say, daddy got to go and get into some shit. I ain't supposed to get into, but that's all I'm saying. I understand that. I wish that I, I wish I was more, I wish that was the other typical, whatever Dude, you wish you typical. I, Dude, I, why I, are you putting the word typical? That's my whole point. I wish typical. I, this shit feels typical. It, it does. But don't you, wouldn't it be easier if that was, that was it. That was enough. No. That wouldn't I, be easier? Easy make means life. boring. It just makes life easier. I read, a, I read a, a great quote today as I was surfing the net. If it don't challenge you, it won't change you. No, but why would you be changed if you were happy, if you were happy doing all that shit? I love my kids, but if I had to take care of my kids 24-7, I don't care in which city, and I, I just, that's not me. Dude, I'm just saying, man. And, 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 and Okay, look, even if you go, even if you go, I want this typical life. I want this mundane shit. You have to at least go all out one time and experience some shit you've never experienced or things you've dreamt of or seen in the movies. And then I think once you do that, it's like a drug. You give them a taste. Now they're an addict. Once you do that, you're going to go, what the fuck have I been doing? That's because we see it from our perspective, man. You don't see, you know, you've never been to like a little league uh, baseball game and you saw the dad coaching the team and he was like the dad and all the kids were listening to the dad and his son was the good ball player. You never, you never saw that and went, God, I wish I, I wish I, I wish I 
I'm a quote. I'm a quote. Probably the most famous scene from the movie Heat with Pacino and De Niro when they had the final meeting at the restaurant. And he goes, uh, Pacino goes to De Niro, you don't want to live a regular life. Just regular. And De Niro goes, fuck is regular. Barbecue and baseball games. Barbecues and fucking baseball games. Like, come on, man. Like, like, like when you've been to London and you see that atmosphere, when you've been to South Africa, when you smell that different culture, see that different culture, Belgium. Dude, when I went on my two-week two Europe tour and I hit Norway and Sweden and uh, London and, and Belgium and I'm like, nigga, this shit. It's some mind-blowing shit to see that different life. To be in a place where the sun, it only gets dark for two hours and the sun is up at fucking 11 p.m. It's some fly shit. And I, I just, you know, and again, maybe because I have a deep palate for pussy. Just, you know, the smell of a Puerto Rican bitch versus the smell of a, you can smell cocoa butter on a black woman. I forget where I was yesterday. <clears throat> um, oh, on the way back from the radio station, I stopped at one of the little quickie marts and uh, where they sell everything, like a little grocery store. And I walked past this black bitch. I could swear, nigga, I could smell the cocoa butter and the, and the, and the, the grease in her hair 22 feet away. Now, I like that. But just that, you know what I mean? Just, just the flavor of different shit. Like New York is nothing like Miami, South Beach. No, no. LA is nothing like either one of those. And it's such a different energy that I go, dude, if I had to live my life in one fucking area and that's all I knew, even if it was LA, New York, or Miami, as great as that would be, after a while, it's like anything else. It's what you know. <sighs> you get bored. But that, that, but I would never want to go from that shit to this. No, but ignorance is bliss is all I'm saying. I would mm. love to just, I would love that I could have been like a super dad and, and lived in a city. But I, that's not who I am. I get what you're saying. I just feel like sometimes I feel like you're missing this nicer, sweeter, softer part of life by being, the, by being mm. this way. That's all. Right. But I, I I couldn't do it. I mean, I, I love what I'm, I love what I get to do right now. I, I wish I would have been doing this years before. Right. Uh, <clears throat> switching gears. Something that uh, we didn't get to talk about that I know I wanted to talk to you about. I, I don't. I, I, but I think it was last podcast because we got into. Yeah, it was because we was in San Francisco, and that's what reminded me. Um, but we we didn't get to get into it. But uh, last night I was watching. Uh, Every now and then, late nights, he does a Sex in the City mini marathon. So I was watching Sex in the City. And it was the episode where uh, Carrie has a full-on relationship with Aiden. All the Sex in the City fans out there know who, what I'm talking about. Uh, and yes, fellas, I say it again proudly. And I know I've said it on the podcast. I got to keep saying it because I can't remember what the fuck we talked about on here. That's why when we get to episode 584, I'm going to be spent. Just say whatever's on your yeah, mind. Don't worry um, about it. You can't, you, can't, you can't worry about what you said before. Uh, I own the pink DVD Velvet all six seasons collection case of Sex and the City. And fucking proudly. Because I like writing. Great writing. And that shows writing. I know a lot of dudes that wouldn't watch it and would be turned off because you think it's just about chicks. And prim- primarily it is. But it's the writing. The, the storytelling, the comedy, how they wrap everything up. And then on top of that, the characters are fucking interesting. So at this point, the ladies know what I'm talking about. Carrie's in a full-on relationship with Aiden. This is her boyfriend now. But Big, played by Chris Noth, who was also one of the main cops on the early seasons of Law & Order, he's the fucking dude. And every woman, y'all know, y'all have a motherfucker who you give pussy to. Right. But and you might like this motherfucker. You might really like this motherfucker, but he's not the dude. The dude can get that pussy anytime he wants. 
He might be, res- and you know what? He may be respectful of the fact, oh, shit, you got a man now? All right, it's all good, boo-boo. Hey, baby, I wish you nothing but happiness. And I'm not even saying she'll cheat on him if the situation presents itself. However, Carrie did cheat on Aiden with Big, and this is my point, the dude. There's always a dude that every chick has that no matter how much she loves her current boyfriend, if he's not the dude, there's a dude that knocked her shit out of lining. And I don't just mean with the dick. I mean mentally, too. Between the mental and the dick, nigga, he shifted organs. And when that nigga come around, he's the dude. Now, I'm saying that to say this. In this episode, they show Carrie in Manhattan. She's trying to catch a cab. And, you know, Big is always in a suit. He's a he's a Wall Street type. And he has his own chauffeur with a black town car he drives. So the black town car scoots past Carrie where she don't see it. Then he's it's behind her now. So he sticks his head out the back window and goes, hey, lady. And she turns around. And he goes, need a ride? And she goes near the window, flirts with him for half a beat, and then gets in the car. And he takes her where she needs to go. Now, this brings me to what, what you were doing in San Francisco. Who'd you stay with? Uh, my, my buddy. Your friend. Female friend. Yeah, Tiffany. Tiffany. And I said to you. Yo, your girl is okay with you staying at another broad's house, just you and her? And you said, yeah. Yeah. I don't care if you're black or white, to my listeners. Email me. I want to know the statistics because I really think that's some weird white shit. I, and I've, and I've, listen, I've had black people say to me when I was on Twitter, hey, man, I allow my woman to have male friends. If you secure in your relationship and do, 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 then that should be all right. So I know it exists within the black community, but I don't think if we did a a graphics chart, the numbers would be high. That to me is some weird shit white people do because I I don't think most black men, men of color, because Hispanics, we niggas and Hispanics, we a lot alike, even though we different. Like Paul Mooney say, Hispanics is just niggas that can swim. And that's a great Paul Mooney quote. But I'm saying... Niggas don't, yo, my my girl, anything, bitch, you could do with your male friend, you could do with me. You should never have to, what the fuck you mean lunch one-on-one? Eat with me, bitch. You sitting in a dark movie theater with this nigga. I'll go with you. I, I don't know how you do that. Well, okay. I, I don't, and then you had a great, a great quote that I wrote down that, that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say because you, okay. you, you had a great quote. Okay, but also... Uh, Tara's met Tiffany before. She used to work at the at the club that I that I performed at, and she so she already knows her. There's nothing between us, and it's not like I went to go meet Tiffany. I went to go do a show, right. and she has a two bedroom uh, apartment, right? And then it about a, a about a twenty minute walk to the club, and what seven minutes by uh, Uber, mm-hmm. and it's expensive to get a hotel out there. So she completely understood. And now let's, I could flip it around on the other way. And I don't know how receptive I'd be to Tara staying at a, at a guy's house. And I asked you why. And that's where your quote, okay, quote came in. What's the in. quote? Go ahead, do the quote. I really wish you would have remembered so you could say it yourself because it's a great quote. You came up with it. And this adds to your, this is what Andy brings to the podcast. Because by hearing you say it, for anybody that didn't hear it, like I didn't hear it until I heard it, you go, oh shit, great point. So I really don't want to say your own quote, but because you put that out there, I'll say it. Um, you said the difference is if a man sleeps over a girl's house and he wants to fuck her, but she don't want to fuck him, it ain't happening. But if a girl sleeps over a guy's house and she wants to fuck, that bitch is fucked. Yeah. So that's the difference. Yeah. Now, if, if, if we sleep over a girl house, no matter how fine that bitch is and how bad we want it, Babe, can I get some pussy? No. Well, nigga, it's no. It's lotion and repetitive time. Well, I also do believe that guys, like, Tiffany's a friend. Like, she's a friend. I met her in comedy. Uh, when I go out to Cal- when I go out to uh, San Francisco, if mm-hmm. uh, if it's convenient, we'll, we'll, we'll see each other. Like, she'll come to a show or she'll, you know, that's convenient. But I don't hang out with Tiffany, if that makes sense. I don't think guys... No, you're just going to sleep over the bitch house. But I don't hang out with Tiffany. But there's you're just diff- going to sleep over the bitch yeah, house. because there's a difference between hanging out with someone and 
guys that have girls that they just hang out with all the time. I'm not talking about, okay, this is a convenient situation. You live here. I'm going to stay there. I'm talking about hanging out. You hang out. The only reason guys hang out with girls, and I'm going to get people aren't going to agree with this, but I don't care. It's the fuck? They're waiting for that moment. Now, they may be best friends. Right. But they're waiting for that one moment. And if that moment comes, the, 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 the friendship is off. Yeah, yeah. Friendship is off. And, and, well, no, let me not say that. I was going to say, and you still might could be friends after, but, you, nah. no, But it really, it really, you, you might be, but that's not the point. The point is the, uh, like, like you're waiting it out. You're waiting it right. out that, that that moment arises. Have you ever had a female friend that was just yuck? No, not really. Right. Have you ever had one that was like, oh, God, I would love to. Are you kidding? Oh, no. I don't. I'm. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Oh. Before I was in a relationship, I was waiting some of those out. Did you get uh, any? Uh, think about this real quick. One. 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 Yeah, dude. I, first of all, I don't believe in female friends. I don't, you know. Fuck we, would we, would we? But but they're half the population. You're telling me you're gonna eliminate half the people just because one has one's carrying a pussy and the other one has a dick? You motherfucker just made me Thanos, nigga. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> well, first of all, I don't have a lot of friends. Period. You know, it's right, Ishmael, right. Ivan, uh, you, um, and then look, you and I are friends, but real friends get tested, and I have yet to punch you in the mouth. Or have you have yet to want to punch me in the mouth? And until you want to kill a nigga, you ain't friends yet. But that being said, um, but the way I am, my personality, new friends to me mean new shit. And I know all my boys' shit. My two best friends, I grew up with them niggas since fourth and fifth grade. There's no surprises. There's nothing they can do to me to make me go, oh, I ain't see that coming. So one, I don't want, I don't want to invest the time to have to be friends with you. And then we gotta go through the necessary tests to really know we friend. I don't, I don't do all that. Um, and 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 female friends, I, I just if you a bad broad, and most bad broads that know they bad broads accentuate being bad broads. So when you put on that outfit where you ain't got no panties on because it'll fuck up the way you look in the pants, you can't have panty lines, and your booty is just. Doing the Harlem Shake, and you you know you got the, the the fuck me pumps on or the outfit where the side of your titty meat is out. I'm supposed to do what now? Come on, man! Like don't don't you don't walk by a lion's cage wearing a meat necklace, nigga, and think you just gonna rest up against the cage and take a nap, and this nigga ain't gonna try to pull your whole body through them bars. Cause you got on a meat necklace, but that's what I'm saying. A dude who hangs out with a girl that looks that does the is that. I mean, he's waiting for the moment. If she might want to put him in that friendship, zone. but I don't want to wait for a moment. No. I want to know that I can get in there, and if I can get in there, well, then there's no waiting. But if if it's a game of cloak and dagger and hiding in the bushes with a camouflage suit on <laughs> to get the right shot, man, I'm not doing all that shit, man. And I told you, the older I get. It got to fall in my lap, nigga. I'm looking for wounded yeah, deer. Yeah. I'm looking for the walking dead, nigga. But this was when I. This is more younger. When you're younger, and there's groups of people, you're hanging out with people. Yeah, I, I just don't. You know. didn't hang out like that, and maybe, the, and I think that's a good thing. No, because you you were already on another level. You were already into your career by the time you would have been at this level. Listen, man. Um, yeah, I, I just there's no way. There's no way. I, I always told whatever woman I was involved with. I don't do that male friend shit. Kiss my ass. It's a sign of disrespect. My, my man Fabulous had that song, and he said in the song, and any dude you hang with better be akin to you now. I ain't jealous. It's just the principle now. And that one song, uh, I don't know the song, but this song with Lil Mo, he had one of them songs, but that was a great line. Like, if this nigga's not related to you, or he's not uh, a moist nigga, you ain't you 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 ain't you ain't no okay. man. Okay, so let me just ask you this question. So uh, let's say you you are in a relationship with someone who works. She has a real job. So she well, there's a problem right there. I, I don't want you to have a job because if you have a job, that means you have say so in power. 
I want to be able to rule you. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the bigger problem right there. (laughs) Not enough for me, nigga. (laughs) The one with the power gets to say so. But go ahead. No, go ahead. ahead. So so she works at the office. She has office friends. You you don't think that they're they're going to, they might do an office lunch or they're going to go out to a happy hour after? No, fuck that. On your office lunch, call me. I'll meet you at the lunch. (laughs) At the happy hour, I don't give a fuck what I'm doing. I'll meet you at the bar. And we can have the happy hour together. Tell Steve and John and Eric and Tayshawn, bag the fuck up. So, okay, but okay, so let's say she goes, no, we're going to go to this, ha- this uh, happy hour. Come on down. To me. Yeah, you're going to be part of it. Is that okay then? If I'm there, did they there? Yeah. Yes. Okay. But there's a, there's a distant space. Yeah, obviously, you're going to create that space when you get no there. No doubt. But like, I'm, it's almost like when I get there, I'm the lead singer on the mic, and the rest of you niggas back 10 paces. But that's a, while you on drums, you on sax, and you the three background singers, nigga. That's a lot of work for a dude to have to put well, in. Well, then, bitch, you can't have the friends. <laughs> dude, she has to have friends. Fuck that. Just because she has friends doesn't mean she needs to fuck anybody. If she doesn't want to fuck, she What fuck is it that you do with your friends you cannot do with your mate? If your mate isn't available... If you're, if I'm on the road and it's Friday and she gets off work, she worked 80 hours that week and she wants. Well, to then, go. bitch, be friends with my brothers. <laughs> be friends with my brothers. I, them, them niggas that hang out with. I you. think that people, I, I, and, and if it's social, if it's social, and it's like, especially if it's office related. Now, if she just meets somebody. Yeah, I was at, uh, I was at uh, Macy's and I was shopping, and this guy said, I, this guy came up and started talking to me about what I, I made a new friend today. Now we right. have a problem. Right. But that's, that's yeah. My, my 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 woman has to live by Arabic rules. You know what I mean? Well, then she shouldn't be driving. Then, the bitch, you drive, but when you get out the car, yo, put that shit on. <laughs> I just want to see eyeballs. Yeah. Uh, let's 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 get into the to the last thing because we 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 on the clock now. Uh, so oh, you've yeah. been you've been urging me to go to the store. Yeah. Um. And I finally went, man. I finally went. Um, and it was a crazy night because, you know, in the in the in the in the in the in the original room, the lineup was Bobby Lee, which I hadn't seen, which I who I'd wanted to I'd wanted to see to try to see if we can get on a podcast, his the Tiger Belly. Um Joe Rogan, uh a big boom boom boom. Sebastian Maniscalco, they had a hell of a lineup. And the show I did, David Spade was on in the in the, in the main room. Rob Schneider, Chris D'Elia. Um, and, uh, what was that, Adam Ray's show? Who? Was it Adam Ray's show? A- Adam Ray's show. Yeah. But the night before, I did the Laugh Factory, and that was a powerhouse lineup of Chris D'Elia. Chris D'Elia am I saying that right? D'Elia. D'Elia. Uh, Whitney Cummings, myself, uh, Jamie Kennedy, who fucked me up. Um, wow, man. Um, I'm still blown away by the Jamie. Kennedy. Yeah, because the last one of the last times we spoke, we talked about him doing that documentary where he basically was shitty. Well, I like the documentary that he. No, did. No, the documentary was good, but he he came off shitty as a comic. Well, he produced it, so he made himself, I think, seem a little shittier in that documentary. Well, if that's what he was going for, he made up for it in person because that motherfucker brought the thunder. See, now he, the, was, he brought the fucking thunder. See, the last time I saw Kennedy, I didn't get that feeling from him, and, and I know Kennedy. Like comedy show rooms are not what he has aspired to do. He would like to be doing movies and right. whatnot. So I always got a little negative feeling from him about having to do comedy as his daily job. Right. Well, he 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 obviously took it serious and hit the lab with the pen and the pad because that motherfucker destroyed it. I think that's great because I think he's he can be really funny. Right. Um. But then you know the comedy store the next night and maybe it was and I was look I, I closed both shows but for some reason that energy in the Laugh Factory was so fucking electric versus the comedy store where I got on there man and I had to check that motherfucking audience two or three times like yo y'all niggas is looking at me like I'm not the one and you know it ended up being a cool set to where people came up to me and liked it but I don't know. I felt like the blackness of that room w- was the attitude of that room. Um, but again, Chris Delia, Delia, the Chris D, he fucking crushed it. I yeah. mean, this motherfucker boy, it, it, it's like he, I, I haven't seen any of his Netflix specials, 
but he does this voice where he imitates his dad or something. He's like, "Hey, dad," and the audience just fucking loses it. Yeah, I'm not, and I'm, you know, Chris is a powerhouse, man. So respect. But goddamn. Um, but the room's different though too. The 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 the, the not the OR room at the store. The main room. The main room. It's really deep. Like it's deep. It's all kind of one level, right. and, and and the Laugh Factory has the. Upper level, and which isn't level. very much. No, but it's it, it's everybody's right there. I mean, it makes for a strong. Yeah. I feel it makes for a uh, a really good room. Right, um, and then of course, uh, Rogan gets off stage. And, and first, you know, and, and listen, man, I, I hope Bobby Lee. He's always been a weird dude in terms of his behavior. You never know. For me, you never know how to quite take him seriously, or is he joking, or. But long story short, I said, Bobby, man, me and my man like to do your podcast. He gave me his number, told me to call him. He kept making these comments saying I, I must have found God because I was so different with him. Um, and I'm not out to be confrontational with Bobby. And certainly as a guest on his podcast, I wouldn't want to be confrontational. <clears throat> but I'd want to get to some truths. And I think sometimes when you seek truth, that automatically is confrontational. Well, it can be. But I think for judging from what you say, I, I think you intimidate him. I must because I, I said to Bobby, can you give me your number? Let's set this up. He said, yeah. Now, again, I don't chase motherfuckers. Two, three times the most I'm going to call you. If you don't respond to me, then you don't clearly, we want some bullshit. And I'm not chasing you. And I've texted him two, twi- two times, called him once. Bobby, what's up? And on one of my last texts, and both texts, very respectful. My last, Bobby, I'm, let's not do the Hollywood shit, bro. If you don't want us to do it or you can't, just say that. But don't, let's, let's not play this game. And, and you know, and then I talked to him about Rogan, and I knew Rogan was going to say no. But I said, fuck it, let's shoot the shot. Wor- you know, worst case, he say no, as expected. Best case, he say yes, and that's huge for us. So he got off stage, and I was like, yo, Joe, man, can I, can I, Mr. Rogan, can I holler at you for a second? And immediately he went, Aries, what's up, bro? And he smacked my hand, and, you know, hello, shook it. So I took a deep breath, and I said, oh, okay, cool. We ain't going to turn into nothing. And listen, I know I'm out of my league. That motherfucker's a bad dude with them hands on in, in, in the feet in the UFC game. Niggas like that, you just got to shoot them. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> you, you, you ain't going to fuck. It ain't got nothing to do with being a bitch. But don't lie to yourself, motherfucker. I don't care how much you, how tough you think you are. You try to shoot the fair one with Mike Tyson. Nigga about to put your lungs out your backside. You shoot that nigga. Or you, when he grab you, you lightly tickle his balls. And when he let loose, you run. But I said, Joe, man. Can we be on a podcast? I confronted him about him calling me a hack and a joke thief and all that. And, you know, he kind of said, well, you did say this or I did do that. And, you know, I told him, Joe, look, man, I was young, nigga. I, you know, I made mistakes, motherfucker. I was young. I'm 43 now. You're old. Let's put bygones, bygones. Can I get on the shit? And he was like, uh, dude, he gave me the Hollywood answer, the bullshit answer, which I, even if it's true, come on, man. Let's not play that game. He goes, yo, I'm booked solid, dude, for the year. And I'm not doubting it. Motherfucker's bigger than Stern. But I also know how the game works. If motherfuckers, if you're a friend, if, if they want to do you a favor, if you're a certain kind of profile, motherfuckers make exceptions. If Michael Jordan bumped into Joe Rogan and said, hey, Joe, I'd love to be on the podcast. Guess what? Room's clearing. <laughs> but I get it. I'm not Jordan. I'm not a friend. He doesn't respect me. And you know, I'm not looking for his respect. I was looking for a slot. Whether you like me or not, motherfucker, if we can do business, let's sit down, break bread. But it is what it is. Yeah, but do you feel you 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 quashed that other the other shit that was being- with him? Yeah. No. Why? Because he's holding on to it. I don't think he feels how he feels about me. Are you sure? Yes. He didn't say okay. Well, yeah. We hugged it out. We we gave each other a little man hug and parted ways. It's a start, if not finished. Well, that's that's where we ended it. I said, look, man, I understand. Maybe somewhere down the line, another time, another place, maybe. And he said, bro, all good. We hugged it out, and he, we bounced. Yeah, well, maybe our podcast becomes something he gets on our podcast. Now, wouldn't that be some shit? <laughs> wouldn't that bring this shit? It'd be wow. almost, it, it, it's not even imaginable for me, but that that's... Oh! Dude, it's not. He's bigger than Stern right now. That's a fucking huge fucking. Some dicks may be bigger, but some get old fast. <laughs> so Stern might have the bigger dick, but he's the older guy. Yeah. At some point, a woman will take shorter working dick over longer dead dick. <laughs> so 
Fuck all that, man. But it's, it's it, it, you know, it is interesting. It's nice that you go into the store, but the bigger part is you were see, you were at the store and you were working in the, in the comedy room with the rest of the with the rest of the comedians. You you are kind of you you've kind of been uh, removed from that though, as much as that you're on the road all the time, right? So it's nice to it's nice for I think it's nice for the comedy community to get a, a, a look at what's going on with you. You know, maybe that helps the comedy community, but I'm really not in this for the comedy community. I never have been. But it's it's nice to get the recognition and the respect and the adoration of your peers. It's nice, and I'm not saying I wouldn't want it. But again, I I know how this business is. Um, but this thing works in packs. Adam Sandler has a pack. No, it don't really work. It works in packs for white guys and maybe for women. Niggas don't have packs. Niggas have individualism. We don't have packs. That's part of our problem. We don't have packs. Well, we talked about this a little bit on yeah. the last episode. But that's not necessarily true. Look at Kevin Hart's brought up a bunch of people. That's people within within the Philly, his Philly area. I'm talking about other famous dudes in the game connecting with other famous dudes. Kevin is the guy in his group. Every, he's the Michael Jackson. Everybody is Tito, Jermaine, and Randy. But he's still. I'm, ta- I'm talking about a dream team of a of a Barkley comedian, a Jordan comedian, a Bird comedian, he's, a Magic comedian. He brought up Tiffany, and Tiffany. He didn't bring up Tiffany. Tiffany earned her spot. Yeah, but he put her on a bunch of things that really. So did I. That's true. So it, it, it you know, and I would all do respect. Of course, Kevin's the bigger motherfucker. Yeah. Um, but my dick size is his whole body. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying he didn't go, yo, Tiff, come on. No. Tiff earned her spot. She auditioned. He didn't grab Tiffany. She auditioned for night school. He didn't go, Tiffany, this is for you. Are you sure? Yes. What about uh, Peel? Peel's bringing people up. I don't want to speak on that because I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't know for sure. I know him and Keegan together. Yeah, but they came in Mad TV together and yeah, were. But he brought up a little little role. Did he? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, th- I I. But again, you're talking about bringing up, which is not a bad thing. That's we need to do that too. I'm just saying, power, power. You know what I'm saying? Kid Jordan Peele has that. Power, right? Lil Rel does it now. If he helps bring him up to where he can get some power, that's wonderful. But every, but I'm saying power, right? Five powerful motherfuckers that go form like Voltron. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, that's important. But just getting people up on getting people jobs, I'm not saying it isn't, and 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 that's wonderful. We need more of that. But again. Gethin, Katzenberg, Spielberg, DreamWorks. Yeah. Three powerful motherfuckers. Chris Rock, Chappelle, Hart, the production company. Where's that? We don't know yet. And that's the problem. We well, should have been known. No, uh, but Rock, I mean, I, I mean, uh, Kevin, he, Hart, is, he's put together some stuff now. He's putting together some stuff. He's building a, a company. You're not. You're not. No, I know what you're saying. Do three people come in and put together a league? A league. There we go. A justice league. A fucking league. Yeah. Not here. I am with my background singers. No, I know a what you're fucking saying. Fucking league. A, we are the world. No, you're picking projects and you're making people stars. There's a choice we're making. We're saving our lives. Yeah, man. But it's coming. Is it? Yeah. Is it? I think it is. That's black people's whole mantra. Boy, it coming. The Lord going to see one day. <laughs> it going to come. When freedom come. There it is. That's our time. Uh, that was it. I didn't. We didn't even get to any. That's pretty good. Are we going to do an episode? We're going to wait and see if they want to rerun. Yeah, let's wait and see if they want to rewind because we can't record it now. No, we get ready for work. Yeah, no, we got to go to work in Toledo. And then by the time we get Dude, done with subtlety, the show, it'll subtlety be... is missed on these people here in Toledo. Though a lot of shit is missed on these people. Teeth are missed on these people. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, proper dental work. 
is missed on these people. A higher form of education. I'm talking about the Midwest, by the way. I'm not uh, shitting on any particular group of people in any way whatsoever. As as, as it's going to be twisted and made it sound like I said that. Uh, God, there's so many things I wanted to talk about before. Well, maybe we'll get into it next one. We'll do a little recap. You did, did you see that thing on the on the kid wrestling uh, and uh, the the ref made him cut up? He had yeah, that. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want. I wanted to get in that. Yeah, no, but we'll get into it later. Gotta leave him wanting more. All right, so we're gonna be. Uh, I always feel like somebody's watching me. I, I don't think we're gonna see you till after the first of the year. If you do, it's a surprise. Otherwise. Uh, we're still going to be around. Yo, and I got some new shit somebody put me on. Of course, there's the Patreon, which I keep telling you guys to subscribe to. Of course, my Facebook, Aerie Spears. Uh, Instagram, which is now verified, Aerie Spears. Uh, YouTube, Aerie Spears. But I'm also now on Cameo. And now what that is, is it's an app uh, where you can basically have me give you personalized shout outs, whether as myself or as some celebrity impression where I say to you, hey, happy birthday, or say whatever you want me to say, and you, you, you pay for it, but you get a personalized hello or fuck you from me. Uh, so it's called Cameo. I, I don't, maybe you look it up and get into it. I just got it today. So maybe you look it up and find out how to get to me, and uh, we can, I, can, I can send you something. <laughs> Merry Christmas. I can tell you Merry Christmas before Christmas. Is there anybody particular? I know that you hate when someone makes you do a, uh, an impression, impression, but is there a Christmas impression you want to do? If you pay for the motherfucker, I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't about my personal feeling. It's business, baby. It's uh, business. All right. I'm at AndyComedy.com. Uh, you can go there. All my information is in the upper right-hand corner. It's too late for you to get a shirt uh, for Christmas, but you could give someone one uh, for the new year. So you can do that on my merch page connected to my uh, website. Yeah, and uh, fuck. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm trying to remember if there's anything else before I officially sign off here. Merry Christmas. Uh, can you say Happy Hanukkah or is that? Hanukkah's done. but It's done? Yeah. Happy it was early this year. Happy past uh, Laheim. Uh, and to all my T'Challa, T'Chaka niggas out there, <laughs> happy Kwanzaa, goddammit. Uh, see you next year. Uh, happy New Year. Don't get crazy. And fellas, if your female friend has made you wait so long to get the pussy, when you put the rubber on, thrust so hard that you bust through the condom. But you still got it on, so technically you haven't taken it off. Good night. Good night. Pussy ass, nickel.